Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKinnis slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 43 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 176 all time. And this is our St. Louis Blues playoff preview shoe. Uh, Your hosts tonight are myself, Kurt Price, Bill Day and Jeff Ponder uh, will be with you for the next little bit talking Blues playoff hockey and their first round matchup versus the uh, soon to be hated Winnipeg Jets. Uh, to interact with us or the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blonu. <laughs> every, every week. God damn it. <laughs> Bill's is at Billy Blue Note and Jeff's is at J Ponder 94. Also, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. The website is letsgoblues.com. And the site uh, on the site, please check out the letsgoblues.com shop for T-shirts, mugs, and stickers. You'll love them, I promise. Um, retire 44. Retire 44. If you like Chris Pronger, uh, we have a retire uh, 44 shirt, which is uh, sure to gain steam next season when surely his number will be retired. Um, in addition to being on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and various other podcasting directories, we are now on Spotify. Uh, Jeff was randomly randomly perusing and searching, and he found out we had we were on Spotify. Which uh, I submitted our show a while back to Spotify, and and uh, they only take certain podcast uh, directories, and uh, ours wasn't one of them. So, but they were working on it. So, and uh, and apparently it went through. So, we are now on Spotify. So check it out if you're a Spotify user. Um, join our playoff bracket, the uh, NHL.com playoff bracket, which is bracketchallenge.nhl.com slash leagues slash let's hyphen go hyphen blues hyphen radio. So that's uh, – and uh, we've got 40-some-odd uh, people in there right now. Um, that uh, that's, that's a nice number, and we're giving away a free T-shirt to the winner. I think uh, that's uh, <laughs> Jeff has volunteered his his uh, uh, his wallet to pay for the uh, T-shirt that he's giving away. So he's <laughs> <laughs> one T-shirt, yeah, one T-shirt, yeah, one T-shirt. That's all I can afford for an entire year. <laughs> we'll we'll see if I can save enough money up for next year. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we, since the uh, the booze rants, they're not doing their. Uh, yeah, repurpose the seat back. Repurpose the seat back. Maybe we should incorporate that somehow. Oh, well, we'll think about it. Give That's that not away. a bad idea. Give, that away. That. Give it away somehow. Maybe in this in this contest or another one. Um, maybe in something in round two, if we make it that far. Um, when we make it that far. 
but uh, yeah, join that. Uh, y- 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 if you go to the NHL.com and fill out a bracket, you can. Uh, you don't have to fill it out once, and then you can just enter it in, in as many different uh, leagues and things if you want. So, right. Uh, Password Winnington. Password Winnington. Correct. Thank you. So we also tweeted that out too, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, for the second time. So our check out the Twitter at LGB Radio for a clickable link. Take us regard. on. Take on our fans. Yep. Other Let's Go Blues forum users. Yep. Among other people. Uh, if you think uh, you think you more, if you think you know more than we do about matchups, <clears throat> I haven't looked at anybody else's. But I mean, because we're a blues-based thing, I assume ninety percent of people have the blues to the cup final. Uh, I, that's you usually can't what it works. View them yet. Yeah, that's. I, mean, I would guess that's usually what works. Yeah, yeah I'd you, imagine you can't be... view them until you can't view them until the playoffs start. Right. Anyone else's? But yeah, that's typically the Let's Go Blues radio. Bracket challenge we do every year. 90% are blues. Spoiler alert, I've got the blues going to the final. <laughs> um, I got the blues in the Western final. Mm, well, we can, uh, we'll, I, I've got mine right here, which, how, how would let, Dave Lemon do it? <laughs> I got my paper right here, my, my brackets right here. So I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, Jeff, you've got a uh, announcement here with uh, Mr. Smash. I do, I do. Uh, well, not just Smash. Let's give some credit to Gene Ackman. I, well. I was, I was just giving you a a slight nudge intro. Segway. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Smash and Gene Ackman. For those that uh, love that song here at the beginning, and then uh, might remember the episode that we had over the summer, right? I had them on the show, and then I had them again. Uh, I think right before the season started. And uh, we actually discussed how they released the Let's Go Blues song again, but uh, this time with lyrics for 2018, 2019. Um, So it's a pretty cool song. If you haven't heard it, uh, any of my interview shows that I've done, that's the one that we use for the intro. Uh, So yeah, Smash Gene Ackman, they they finally released it to the public to where you can actually go and buy it if you want a copy of it. And I always say... It's good to support local music. Uh, these are actual musicians. They don't just go out and play covers all the time. They uh, are actual musicians. I'm totally uh, alienating some people here when I say this. But you know what I mean, St. Louis. That's all St. Louis is, right? There's too many cover bands. Good Lord. <laughs> you can never have too many cover bands. Come on, they're fun. Cover yeah, bands correct. are great. Cover bands are great. So if, Nobody if wants you to... want to... Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. You're just you're just saying something silly. I was just gonna say boy. that uh, most of the time you don't want to hear uh, local bands uh, their own music. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, but Smash and Gene, uh, for those who remember Smash from KC ninety five and uh, KLOU one zero three three, and then Gene uh, with Gene the Butcher. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, oh, good lord! I'm forgetting the name of his band. Ah, I'm gonna look that up. Uh, but anyway, he uh, butch wax in the Hollywoods. That's it. Uh, they re- released the song again. So I recommend you buy it. Go over to store.cdbaby.com. That again is store.cdbaby.com. And you can buy it for 99 cents over there at uh, that that uh, online shop. Just look for Smash or Gene Ackman or Let's Go Blues. It'll come right up. Uh, so yeah. Pretty cool. Anybody who wants to uh, kind of let themselves get hyped up by listening to Gloria, 
can finish that up with a little Let's Go Blues from Smashing Gene. We just watched uh, Marcelo Zuna <clears throat> uh, make a complete fool of himself in the outfield, which if you thought he was a game, a, if right? you thought he had done it before, <laughs> you would need to see this. <laughs> it was he did one of those climb the left. He did one of those climb the outfield wall things and look up and oh shit, I completely misjudged this and had to dive back onto the field and the ball hit like at the edge of the warning track. And he like hurt himself. <laughs> I, I think I think what was hurt was the ego. Yeah, because that was just embarrassing as fuck. Yeah, he should have caught it standing. <laughs> he should have gotten under it and camped under it and caught it at the edge of the warning track. And he, yeah, that was embarrassing. Okay, um, enough yeah. about this baseball shit. Right. Um, official beers of episode number one seven six. Bill, I need to slow down because I'm pretty far through the first part of this i'm uh i'm going with the good stuff tonight uh bourbon county brand stout 2018 variety uh just a plain um did not bring i have uh one of the, the just plain uh, no ketchup no mustard no none of the bramble not the vanilla not the orange just the the straight bourbon county brand stout it's uh yeah i i bought quite a bit last year and uh so wanted to uh celebrate the uh the onset of the playoffs with something something nice for the first time in two years. Yeah, I want to do something nice for myself. Good, uh, I'm happy for you. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should be. I I am very happy for you. I'm happy for everybody. Uh, I I got like five or six bottles in my fridge upstairs. I gotta I keep meaning to just find this an occasion open one. This would have been a good maybe maybe next show or so after a couple wins. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what you got? My beer of the episode <laughs> is the. Uh, the Schnickel Fritz uh, from Urban Chestnut, one of my favorites, as always. I uh, always try to put it up so the camera can see it. And I always miss. Um, yeah, the Schnickel Fritz from Urban Chestnut. Just a, <laughs> Fritz? a great uh, Schnickel Fritz. <laughs> How many have you had? You said Schnickel Fritz. Schickle Fritz? You did. I have not had any. I haven't even opened this one yet. So <laughs> wow. that just shows how dumb I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good Bavarian style uh, brew, and uh, it's very beer. sweet. What's that? It's a Bavarian style vit beer. Vit beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonderful. I love it. Um, it's one of the best Schnickel Fritz of all the St. Louis breweries, and that's saying a lot. So, uh, good job by Urban Chestnut. And if you haven't had it before, like I said, it's very sweet. I don't recommend drinking a ton of them at once, but. Uh, Definitely having one to start off your night is fantastic. One of my favorite things to drink um, when I'm starting my evening. I uh, I went with the uh, St. Louis beer uh, as well. Um, I went with the uh, one of my favorite beeries, uh, Four Hands, chocolate milk stout tiki, the tiki chocolate milk stout, which is milk stout uh, with chocolate coffee and coconut, which is a pretty good. Pair as well with dark chocolate and grilled beef, probably not at the same time. Uh, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> we should try it. <laughs> um, I did have a uh, uh, a mini Milky Way with my early, and it was good. But uh, I was telling the guys before the show that I had if if any of you folks out there have a Chico stick laying around and some extra dark chocolate, you kind of put them both out at the same time and chew it up. It is a pretty fantastic tasting uh, Butterfinger like taste, but with dark chocolate, it's very good. I'm just saying. Another thing for the summer. It's good. 
Yeah, the, the, the lady in the office has you know the bowl of candy on her desk for everybody. You know, I buy those, those mini little Chico stick things, small ones, like about an inch long. And so I took a couple of those, and I had some dark chocolate in my office. Oh, I'll kind of put them together. Oh my gosh, two great tastes that taste great together. You're an outside the box thinker, man. <laughs> That's what I do. It sounds great. It's how Reese's PB cups were invented. That kind of that kind of thinking. <clears throat> and. <clears throat> One quick comment on Jeff's choice of beer tonight. Schnickel Fritz? Schnickel Fritz. <laughs> it's uh, one of the many nicknames for our new puppy. So his name's Fritz, Fritz. and that's just too short. So Schnickel? Call him Schnickel. <laughs> I like that. All the time. <laughs> Schnickel. And so his, name, that, his name's Fritz, so you give him a longer name for his nickname. Yes, because it's just too short. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the way you think. Mm. I also like I the like way you to, move. I like to make things complicated, both in how I think and how I move. <laughs> they, I, I keep I, I'm I'm buying Twitter here, and I see all these retweets of the GIF of Ozuna, Ozuna <laughs> and botching that play. That just sums up his outfield play for the Blues mm. uh, since he's been here. Just that's the way he is. That's that's he uh, makes holiday de- right. He that's, makes holiday look like a Gold Glove outfielder. He really yeah. does. And and that's uh, that's right up there with Dennis Weidman and yeah. uh, Carlo Koliakovo. That is, gifts. it really is. It, it, that's that's one of the better Cardinal ones. That and Wong getting picked off first base and against the Red Sox in the World Series to end, oh, to end, the, to, to end the game. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Yeah. We're down by two or something. Yeah. That at that point, I was seriously like, trade that motherfucker. Don't let him play another game as a Cardinal. I think we were trailing by two. Oh. Like, where are you mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. You know the yeah, tying run? That was terrible. <sighs> terrible. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, April, or, uh, yes, April, it is April, April 9th, 2019 is today's date, so 2006th, April 9th, 2006, the jersey of Al McInnes was retired by the St. Louis Blues uh, as the Blues snapped the franchise record 13-game losing streak. That's a, it's, it's kind of uh, sad that the losing streak has uh, is longer than the career Long winning streak for the for the Blues, which we yeah. I was uh, I remember that game. Uh, I was there, and uh, good God, I was too. I was I was there too. I I remember just like heading in there and saying, "Well, this will be cool because they're retiring Alvin Kinnis's jersey," and then thinking, "Should I just leave after they retire his jersey?" (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for that. I was there for the Hall one. I wasn't there for McKinnis. I was there for that one as well, and they got their asses kicked by the Red Wings that night. Yeah, they did. That sucked. Yeah, I think we were there for both of those as well. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, April 9th, 1997. Brett Hull scored his 500th goal as a St. Louis Blue. And Grant Fuhr recorded his 20th career shutout in a 1-0 win versus the Chicago Blackhawks as the Blues clinched a playoff spot. So, it's interesting that Fuhr only had, only racked up his 20th career shutout with the blue, I mean, until he got to the blues, he was right. He'd only had 19 up to that point in his career, which is wow. Right. Well, I know the errors. I right. get it. But and, the, and, and, that, and the, that, the defense, that's they exactly it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the other's defense, they didn't uh, play a lot of it. And yeah, Paul Coffey was basically a left winger stuck back on the point. I'd imagine three or four shutouts in a year was pretty good <laughs> back then. Yeah, Vesna worthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, April 9th, 1977. Bernie Federico was named the CHL Rookie of the Year, even though he only played 42 games for the Kansas City Blues. 
Uh, Flerko, uh, 20 years old at the time, was called up by the St. Louis Blues in early February, but his 30 goals and 39 assists in 42 games uh, was still good enough uh, for a uh, ninth-place finish among CHL scorers, uh, and then he was voted the uh, Rookie of the Year, CHL. Central. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that is the uh, the fact that it was voted on by CHL coaches. Right. Is that do they do any other leagues still do that? Do the coaches vote? That's that's interesting. I kind of like that. Yeah, you know what? I to be honest, a lot of coaches are probably a better idea than a lot of the sports writers. Oh, for they, sure. They, I mean, they're 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 they've been they live the game. So that's what I say. You think that they? Sense. I mean, I I used to think the players. You know, the 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 Lester B. Pearson now the the, the Ted Lindsay was more important than the heart. But then I thought, you know, players they they're not really paying attention to what's going on around the league. Coaches do. So that actually would be a, an interesting award if they had uh, the MVP of the league voted on by the coaches. It's interesting. Oh, well, we have, um, I don't know what we want to talk about, guys. Uh, Saint- uh, we want to talk about Paul Goldschmidt, how great he's been playing. Uh, he's all right. He's a, he's a baseball player. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Blues literally went from worst to first. Uh, it was a three-way battle for uh, first place in the division going into the last day of the season. Uh, first time that's happened since 2008. Uh, the Blues were last place in the NHL on January 3rd. Uh, first place in the division after 82 games, beating January, uh, beating uh, Vancouver 3-2 in a shootout in game 82 before Winnipeg and Nashville played their, uh, their last games of the season later that night. Winnipeg and Nashville both ended up winning. Uh, Nashville did so because of the fucking Blackhawks couldn't hold on to a fucking two nothing lead, uh, giving up uh, five straight and lost five to two. So that bumped the Blues down to third. Um, had the Hawks held on that lead, we'd have finished second and had home eyes versus the Preds in round one, and prevented them from raising a banner. Well, if we want to bitch about things not happening to allow the Blues to you know finish at least above the Preds. The game against Vancouver, Preds versus Vancouver, um, I think it was Thursday night last week. Uh, obvious goaltender interference plays um, that weren't determined to be no goaltender interference, goals allowed to stay on, and uh, Vancouver just falls apart in the last 19 seconds and leaves yeah. fucking Johansson wide open in front of the net for the game winner. Just terrible... Well, that's just terrible officiating for one, but then, you know, it, you can't rely on other teams to get you there. Just ask the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> the, uh, ah. the the Blues had the best record in the NHL since January 1st, uh, so that allowed them to catapult themselves from uh, points-wise, yeah. points-wise, last in the NHL to uh, first in the NHL. Uh, first in the Central up until, you know, the uh, Preds and Jets played the last games. Yeah, I mean, that was that was cool. You know, I mean, it, even though they, they ended up, you know, at the at the time, it was, uh, uh, you know, it, it was kind of given, okay, there's they're in first, but they're not really in first. It was still cool for the couple hours that it was. Well, that happened before. That them. happened, what, last week? That happened yeah, for like, I'm a, saying, like a couple I'm hours their last, last game, right. their last game of the season. It's game 82. Right. It's their the live, game ends. Right. They're, the live they're in first place. Schedule, or yep. Live scoreboard standings. Yeah. That, that's, it was awesome. I mean, fucking, how far out were we? January 3rd? 
We uh, we were like six. Uh, I know we were 16, 15 points behind uh, Winnipeg. I think at the time, something like that. I've got it later on in the show. I got it marked down, but we we were quite a bit. Quite a, you know what the, the 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 thing with being last in the NHL, and we talked about this before. Um, that yeah, the Blues were last point wise, but they had played like six fewer games too than a mm-hmm. lot of the teams ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that was a little misleading because they really hadn't played as many games. Now, granted, they were playing like ass. Mm-hmm. They 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 didn't deserve to be anywhere else but what they were really. But they honestly hadn't played a lot of. They hadn't played as many games, so they really. Probably weren't quite last overall. I mean, if you want to talk about you know the, the games in hand they had, right? Very valid point. And Bennington hadn't got a start yet. That's true. That's true. It was what uh, January some, some January fifth or eighth that he got the start against Philly. Got the shutout, and uh, yeah, the rest of the yeah. Say I mean, is and, history. and and for to to remember before that, Jake Allen had was it fifteen starts in a row. Yeah. And and everybody outside of Blues management and coaching was saying, "Dude, give this kid a chance to start I a know. game." And yeah. We talked about that on this show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. going into that game, we were all like, "Okay, uh, you know the Philly game." We're saying, "Okay, every chance this kid's gotten in the NHL, he's coming relief of a shitty game of Jake Allen. Give him a start. Let him have that mindset of being a starter going into the game." Lo and behold, look what happens. I mean, well, Bill, you, you have... know from experience that yeah. it's it's a different mindset. It's a different game in your head going into a game, knowing you're going to start that game. Yeah, absolutely. And he only had one previous NHL appearance, right? Edmonton before this, years ago, before yeah, this season, yeah. right? And yeah. it, it was it before was, this season. Yeah, it was. Right. It, he only had he had like one period of play. I think it was what right. It was. And and it was. Yeah, the um, smallest sample like, size. I think right. I said it was, I called it the smallest sample size that you could right. have, pretty much, right. for a goalie. Right. Yeah, just allowed like what one or two goals in one period, something like that. Right. I want to give the Anaheim Ducks some credit here because thank God they took Chad Johnson off our hands when we put him on waivers. Because <laughs> who knows yeah. what would have happened had he stayed in the organization? <sighs> I, he had a he had yeah. a. Well, he he was fucking terrible. Yeah, he was. And he he, he was good for three games, and that's about all he was ever good for. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, he, he, got, he got that shutout. He, he got the shutout against San Jose. I was at that game, and I remember thinking, "Uh oh, goalie controversy." But then it was like, "Oh, wait a minute, this guy is terrible." Yeah. <laughs> the goalie controversy is that Jake Allager starter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, regular season's over. Uh, the uh, uh, Blues and Jets are the matchup, and the Blues uh, recalled um, a nice gesture. Recalled Chris Thorburn um, to uh, remain with the team uh, through the playoffs. Um, from the Jim Thomas article in STL Today at stltoday.com, his uh, quote is saying, "Where he's at now is back in St. Louis in a classy gesture by the front office." Thorburn has been recalled by the Blues from San Antonio. He found out Thursday night and was on the ice Friday for the Blues optional skate. Um, and uh, I think uh, uh, Thorburn said, I think a big part of it for me was just the hope part of it, and it worked out. So I couldn't be more happy. Obviously, with Army, the general manager Armstrong, uh, doing what he did, it's just an awesome thing. So uh, there there was a, a lot of uh, uh, goofy talk about uh, this on uh, Twitter. Kind of got way out of hand for, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Excessive consternation. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, just, just to kind of, 
you know, just we're on the same page. I assume with uh, this this being a, what are you? Uh, do you think it's a big deal? He's been brought up. Do you disagree with him being put on the uh, the roster? No. Do you, okay. No, you you have an expanded roster. I mean, I think even if it was like Chris Thorburn is probably gonna go play next year somewhere else and whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I think they still would have called him up. Because he's got NHL experience, he's got experience against the Jets. I mean, that's his former team. I still, I still think he gets called up anyway. So this was just a nice gesture to do it right before the end of the regular season and say, okay, you're already up with the team. You're going to be with your family. I know he's got uh, a special needs kid, kid at home. Correct? Is that right? Yes. Autistic yes. son. Yeah. Autistic son. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I get it. That 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 was cool. But at the same time, from a hockey sense. And I know Chris Thorburn wasn't that liked here, and, and by the three people on this show, that's correct too. But you think about who you're going to call up for a couple extra spots: Cairo, uh, Blay. Well, Blay's still up with the team. McEachern, um, McEachern, and you're probably calling up Chris Thorburn because you want that veteran presence to be there in in the coaches' meetings and the video meetings. And uh, I, I mean, I. I Good gesture, yes, but I think it's also a hockey move. Even, even also, uh, I mean, we're playing Winnipeg, right? He spent I mean, a lot of time there. I mean, we're going to be in Winnipeg. I mean, even at the, the very least, he's got friends there. He's got. I mean, he's right. going. That's he might have some insight on players, but in in I don't know. Maybe it was foresight on Armstrong's part to think that that's going to be the likely scenario that plays out that we wind up playing Winnipeg. Called him up before it was known that we were playing him. I mean, I think all around he was coming back, yep. and i i don't I don't have a problem with it. The problem's going to come into play is if he has to play for this team. That means we've suffered suspensions right. and injuries that necessitate and, him getting in the lineup, and that it's, it's I, not going to happen. I agree. And the thing is that with the playoff, and with I don't think. I don't know if some people just didn't understand, don't understand playoff rosters and how they work. You can change your 23-man roster, which rosters in the playoffs, 23-man. So you you have your roster that has to come from that 23. The players you dress have to come from that 23-man roster that you have set. The thing with the 23-man roster, you can change it every day. You, you, You can add players to it, take players off of it every day. So it's not like your Thorburn's on the roster and he has to be on the roster throughout the entire playoffs. No, they can take him off after the first game if they wanted to. Um, that, that's not. It's not a. There's no one is. No, there's not a player that's. Uh, there's not a more deserving player that's having a spot taken away from him because of Thorburn being on the roster. Um, he Thorburn's not going to play, like you, unless you said like you said, Bill. Unless we're decimated by three or four injuries up front. Where Blay, McEachern, and Kairu and Fabry are all playing, and someone else gets hurt. Oh my gosh, we got to play Thorburn. It's going to be that kind of situation where he plays. And in that case, well, yeah, got to play him, right? So I think I think a lot of people here, and and I know that you, there's probably one person in particular we're going to talk about, but um, I think a lot of people in St. Louis get confused with the baseball playoff rosters as opposed to NHL and really any other sport, because I'm pretty sure uh, the NFL is like, is the NFL like that? I'm pretty sure they say, well, they don't have call-ups in the NFL, do they? Yeah, they're so minor leagues. Yeah, they're all on the roster. They got the practice squad. Yep. Um, But anyway, that's that's irrelevant. 
the, the NHL roster, like you said, you can change it every day if you really want to. Um, and it's not the, the playoff roster. It's not you submit this roster and this is what you get this round. Next round, you can change it. It's not like that. And I think a lot of people are confused by that. Bob Burkowski in the YouTube chat said, at first I was upset about the Thorburn because I was under the impression we had a limited amount of call-ups. I have since learned differently. So there you go. Good on you, Bob. You 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 you, you voiced your what you thought uh, was the case, realized that it wasn't, and uh, and you said so. Everybody's happy. Moves on. <laughs> uh, the uh, well, what kind of prompted this was uh, uh, our our friend Lance over the Drop <laughs> Podcast uh, when he heard when he found out that Thorburn was being uh, called up. He tweeted out and said, "Why are people so happy to see Chris Thorburn on the playoff roster?" He cannot play in the NHL anymore at the level he is right now. It's just stupid. Oh, and please don't tell me it's a nice gesture or he's a nice guy. That crap doesn't matter. Jim Thomas literally said in the article that it was a nice gesture. <laughs> and Thorburn himself said it was a nice thing. So it 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 that's what it is. It is a nice gesture. And barring a, a truckload of injuries, uh, he's not playing. So right. that's all it is is a gesture. Um, there's there's right. no ne- there's not a single goddamn negative to him being on this roster but for reasons we've just pointed out. Unless you're an, an enormous Chris Butler fan. <laughs> and, he's the only other possible guy that could have gotten the call up. Yeah, right, I, I mean, guess. I mean, Wallman, I guess, you know, Wallman but, hasn't... Hasn't gotten there. Um, Foley's been injured. I mean, yeah, with, who's, but we have Delzato. We have Delzato. Right. We don't need Butler. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That, so and, and that's and so just there was a long. Miss, yeah. Just yeah. Not there, not even missing the point. Just just being a curmudgeon. Well, right. It's it's like the the anger man yells at the cloud. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what it is. I and it was a it was a actually a bun, a long discussion with a, a number of people and and Lance and. Um, I don't know if he has me muted or what, but I was because he I, he never really responded to what I was saying. I'm just if you just read what I have to say, you would understand. It's almost like he just didn't get it. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Or maybe or maybe he's just having trouble voicing what he means. I don't know. But uh, it didn't make any sense. So that was a well, that was, and and he he even addressed later that you know that the 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 gesture thing isn't matter. It's about winning hockey games or however he worded it. But it's but again, like I said earlier, you think about who you're calling up for the 23 man roster. And again, like, like Kurt said, you can change it every day. It's not like a, like a, you only get this amount of call-ups, a, 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 a series. It doesn't matter. I mean, That's they the could thing. go in tomorrow and say, you know what? Chris Thorburn has been sent down. We're calling up Chris Butler. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, and apparently they're not going to do it because they said he's going to be with the team throughout the playoffs. So, but that's that's the way they envision it happening. And I, I, yeah, I agree. It's a big, it's a big, it, it's a big uh, fuss over uh, nothing because it doesn't it doesn't mean what I don't think he thinks it means. So, <laughs> the fact that we've talked about it this long is actually kind of shocking. Yeah, I know, right? I, I, who would have thought we'd talk <laughs> about the Chris Thorburn call up? It should have been a nice gesture. Oh, it's a good thing. Okay, let's move on. Oh no, it became an issue. And uh, I, I still don't think he understands what was going on. Um, Lance, if you're listening, if you want to jump on and uh, give your two cents, uh, he has done this before. So uh, feel free to uh, to come on and explain your your side. Uh, maybe we're misrepresenting what you said, but I just I just read your tweet, so I don't think we are. Um, anyway, uh, St. Louis versus Winnipeg. Uh, 
first round matchup. So St. Louis's season was kind of redefined by their second half. They they changed coaches, they changed goalies. Uh, this is a vastly different team now. Anybody who's been uh, not been living under a rock can see this. So we're gonna look we're gonna look at things in this show uh, from January fourth on, which covers the last three months of the season. Um, that's when the Blues became a different team, um, and coincidentally, that's kind of when Winnipeg became a different team. Bill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, before January fourth, they were the Atlanta Thrashers, right? <laughs> Where is that ball? Yes, I was. I was just going to say that the important unspoken thing here is that the Blues haven't played the Atlanta Thrashers, Winnipeg Jets <laughs> since December seventh. Yeah, the day that will live in infamy. Right <laughs> before. Uh, Jordan Biddington, Jordan Winnington, yeah, was anointed savior of the franchise. So we got some. This these uh, the vast majority of these numbers that we're going to compare are from January fourth on because, you know, Winnipeg got off to that fantastic start this season, and the Blues did not. But anybody who's anybody knows that this Blues team is not the same team that started the season, and Winnipeg is not the same team that started the season. Both teams uh, went different paths. So. Well, and it's it's funny, you know. Before we get into the numbers here, that a lot of a lot of NHL pundits were saying the one team that nobody wants to play is the St. Louis Blues. The one team that the lower teams want to play is the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> so this matchup, I mean, I'm again, you know, playoffs are a different animal. Uh, we we all know that, but this might be, even though we none of nobody here wanted Winnipeg, this might be the ideal matchup that we never really saw coming. Uh, both uh, St. Louis, uh, Winnipeg did win three of the four games this season against the Blues. Uh, but they, again, like we just said, they haven't met since December seventh. Winnipeg finished forty-seven, thirty, and five, ninety-nine points. St. Louis forty-five, twenty-eight, and nine, both ninety-nine points tied. Uh, they got the uh, the edge in the uh, in the standings because of their uh, 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 ROWs. So goal differential: Winnipeg uh, was plus twenty-eight, St. Louis plus twenty-four. The last ten games of the season, Winnipeg four, five, and one—not so great. St. Louis eight, one, and one, which uh, you know, quite good. So before and after the All Star break, got some numbers: Winnipeg thirty-one, fifteen, and two before the All Star break. After sixteen, five, fifteen, and three. St. Louis before the All Star break twenty-two, twenty-two, and five. After twenty-three, six, and four. So uh, you can see where these, these both these, these teams are going opposite directions. Uh, first half and second half of the season, and we mentioned part of it. Good. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say part of it for I think Winnipeg, and um, you know something I'm sure we would have talked about later is is um, one of their best defensemen has been injured uh, a lot this year. Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Uh, they say he's gonna be ready for the first round, so that is gonna be a big difference for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, from what I hear from uh, some Jets fans, it's kind of divided with him. Um, He's kind of the, you know, what we used to say about Jaden Schwartz, what we say now about Braden Shen, that when he's in the lineup, it's a different team. So we'll see. I mean, he is the kind of the the guy who goes out, crashes and bangs and uh, leads the fort, not the fort check, but leads the uh, the hitting game for the Jets. So we'll see how heavy they come out there in the in the first period against the Blues tomorrow night. And he's, who knows? he's the bellwether. The talisman, <laughs> and who knows if he's going to be? I mean, uh, who knows how healthy he is too? I mean, he's he's. They say he's going to play, but I mean, uh, I he mean, played you, he played the last game. Did he? And, well, yeah, okay. he was he was typically okay. Bufflin physical. Okay. The the other key addition 
on the back end for them is um, Josh Morrissey. He yeah. he's been out for a very long you know, was out for a long time, but he and Truba when they play together, he allows Truba to be the the guy that goes forward and and you know really pushes the play for them. He is a very solid stay at home defenseman. Very, very underrated defensive defenseman, and he is now said to be 100% healthy, and he played the last game, too. They won. Uh, We mentioned uh, the Blues made up 15 points in the standings. Since the All-Star game, to tie the Jets in the standings at the end of the season, um, so I guess it depends on which Winnipeg Jets team we'll see uh, against the Blues. The Blues have the most points in the NHL, more than Tampa Bay, since January 4th. 63 points. They went 29, 10, and 5. Tampa Bay was uh, second with 62 points. Winnipeg had the 15th most points with 47 uh, since January 4th at 22, 18, and 3. Uh, the guys on the, I was listening to some uh, the Winnipeg uh, TSN uh, radio station online today, uh, Sports Talk, which was fantastic because they were talking nonstop hockey pretty much pretty much all day long, um, which you just don't get here. Um, and they were taught that three guys, one picked the Jets in six, one, the Jets in seven. The other guy picked the blues in five. Uh, the Jets picks were based on their perception that the Jets were a better offensive team than the blues. And, uh, while they were the highest scoring team in the central this season, uh, but, uh, since January 4th, which is what we're going by, uh, it's interesting. The blues and the Jets have the exact same goals for since January 4th, 137. So over the last three months, they've scored the same amount of goals. So I don't think uh, uh, their 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 stance that the the Jets are a vastly superior offensive team uh, is really accurate. Uh, the power play uh, again, the exact same power play percentage uh, since January fourth, twenty one point seven percent. And actually, Winnipeg's power play has been struggling badly the past couple weeks. Well, again, you got to figure part of that might be because True. they don't have Dustin Bufflin back there. True. But, I mean, this does go to show you that their offense is great. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you take, you, you say, okay, well, Bufflin comes back and you got Tyler Myers and those guys. Maybe they, they knock out the, the, the Shen O'Reilly Tarasenko line. Then, you know, what Blues offense do you have from there? That's the kind of reception I've gotten from some people. It's the playoffs. You see that in every series. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you shut down Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin's going to run it down your throat. I mean, that's the that's the kind of thing you need from your players in the playoffs. So, yeah, O'Reilly, Shen, Tarasenko, they're going to be playing against some of these better defensive players on the Jets and maybe even their top offensive line to, to kind of go gun for gun. But that's that's where you find out if you're a true playoff team. If those guys you know, get shut down, you have to expect your second and third lines to pick up the, the slack. And really, for the Blues, the fourth line, too, who has been very good offensively this season. You know what, though? The, the, the Shen, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko have gone up against the other team's top defenses uh, every game, and they've, they've done just fine. And to be honest, Winnipeg is not a good defensive team. So, I, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, uh, I don't uh, see. I don't foresee um, the Jets. Although, to be honest, let's be let's be honest. The Blues do a very good job, a lot of nights, of making the opposing goalie look better than they probably are. So uh, they might get a lot of shots, but they tend to run up against hot goalies an awful lot for some reason. 
<clears throat> let's call it the Jaden Schwartz effect. <laughs> Which he is he he was on the second line in uh practice today. So um with uh Sunquist and uh, Perron. So that would be the that would be the line that would uh hopefully pick up some of the slack if the top line did happen to get shut down by by the Jets. So Right. <clears throat> if if the Jets can put out a good defensive unit, uh, whether it's uh, Morsi and Truba. Um, who's who's their third pairing? It's Myers and I don't know. who's who's the other? Uh, it was Hainsey, right? But he's no Bullyu. Bullyu. Uh, yeah, played, he Bullyu was playing a lot in the absence of Morrissey. I don't. Uh, it, Niku. Uh, let's see. He only played thirty games though. Yeah. yeah. It's it. There's just a lack of familiarity. We haven't played him since fucking December. Yeah. Truba. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the goals against uh, St. Louis since January 4th, 96, which is third in the NHL. Winnipeg, 133, which is 22nd in the NHL. Talking about defense. And uh, I mean, to me, the wild card is, uh, which I think is no secret, the wild card is Bennington, um, with it being his first ever playoff game. So I think if and I don't I, I'm not I mean he's a wild card I guess um, you never know how a player is going to react to the playoffs I'm not worried about him I, I'm I'm not that concerned about him I mean I'm not saying he's going to play lights out I'm just saying I I'm not worried about him getting rattled and getting uh, just just falling apart yeah. that that leads into a question we have here in the YouTube chat um, the oh shoot of course I lost it now. Uh, somebody asked, uh, somebody asked if, if we're worried about, oh, here it is. Tice Huck. What do you guys think of, uh, line a and his comments on Biddington? Did you guys see that? Didn't see the comments. Okay. So it was nothing, but, but Bob Rakowski kind of, oh, I did. Um, I did. I saw displays it. it here. He says paraphrasing, but he said Biddington is young and he's going to try and pepper him with shots and make him nervous. That's basically what he said. You know, he said, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, he's a rookie goalie. Got to go in, just get some shots and and make him nervous. It's funny is, you know, he did use the word nervous and that's (laughs) kind of a a word we've associated with Bennington this whole season. And Josh Webster, after Bob said that even says in the YouTube chat, impossible. Uh, Oh, here's the exact quote. Tice Huck. The goalie doesn't have that much experience about the NHL and definitely not about the playoffs. So it's just try and shoot at every puck and try to make him nervous. Uh, that's an exact quote from Line A. So, Line A has not I been mean, paying listen. attention because uh, it has been established that Bennington uh, is not nervous. Yeah. He doesn't even look nervous. This is, this is NHL player talk. That's, that's the kind of quips they're going to give the media. I mean, that's, it's a nothing comment, but I don't think he really meant anything by it. But it, it does kind of – it is funny that he mentions the word nervous right. when there are literally t-shirts of Jordan <laughs> Biddington going around St. Louis uh, saying, are you nervous? Uh, do I look nervous? It's like if you're going to, if you want to try and make Bennington nervous, you, you might want to come up with a better game plan. Cause I don't know if that's going to work based, based no. on what's been said so far. It's, it, like, it's funny. It's a, it's, it's humorous. I found it humorous. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not worried about those comments at all. I mean, Patrick Line is a hell of a player, but you gotta you gotta hope that the Blues' defense steps up. Petrangelo is going to be seeing a lot of him, and uh, Jordan Bennington's up for the task. I mean, I really don't. I have no concern. Now we've talked about it before. What's our big concern with the Blues? 
it is still goaltending because he is a rookie, and we still don't know exactly the type of goalie he's going to be. Goaltending is all- goaltending is always a concern. Right. I, I don't care right. who you no, are. I'm, I don't care who you are. It's always yeah. a concern. As you know, as a guy who played goal, I I'll tell you right now. Like I I've been thinking about this until Jordan Bennington makes that first save. My butthole's going to be puckered. <laughs> I I'm not going to. Like, oh man, that's just that's just yeah. because Kurt's going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do live less than five minutes away. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's very uncomfortable. Um, it just it's it's natural fact. Rookie going into the playoffs, he he has had an incredible year. I have no reason to doubt that he'll be successful in the playoffs. But oh yeah, no. I think we said that about Jake Allen about five years ago. I have yeah, no reason I, to doubt him. You know, and then he gives up a well, fucking I mean, goal line look, chances look at, to like from the corner on Zach Parise, and now we fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at it this way too. You know, you think of. And again, I'm not trying to say Jordan Bennington's going to have a rough playoff. I think he's going to be fine. I'm with you. There's no reason to doubt him. But you do think about the years that we've seen Calder Trophy winning goalies, Steve Mason, Andrew Raycroft. At these points in their seasons, their fans are saying, well, nobody's going to beat these guys. They're great. They're going to have great NHL careers. They're both out of the league. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you never know what could happen, but... I'm with you, Bill. Like I'm going to be nervous until he makes that first save and gets a feel for the puck. But at the same time, I have no reason to to think that he is going to do anything incorrectly, at least in the first game. Yeah, I, I think I think at least from what we've seen, he has the right attitude mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Yeah. And and yep. to, be, to be honest, his his playing style is compact. He's not. He doesn't rely on. Uh, his reflexes uh, a whole lot. He doesn't rely on uh, dramatic saves necessarily to uh, to uh, play well. He's a he's a positional goalie, so I think that that could come into play. I mean, it, with the game being more intense in the playoffs, he's if you're positionally sound, if that's your game as opposed to reacting as much. You know what I mean? Uh, that might be an advantage to him as for as far as uh, not imploding. So, um. Penalty kill since the uh, since January fourth, St. Louis is uh, sixth in the NHL with eighty four point three percent. Winnipeg is twenty seventh in the NHL at seventy seven point four percent. So goals against Winnipeg twenty second and uh, pow- uh, penalty kill twenty seventh. So the, it, it's it, 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 it on paper. It's it's shaping up to where the Blues should be able to score some goals, and if you look at the goaltending matchup, goaltending, hell about uh, seventeen twelve and two since January fourth, two point nine one GAA, which is thirty second in NHL, nine one six save percentage, which is twentieth in NHL. Right, very pedestrian compared yeah. to his Vesna caliber year last year. Yes, right. Yeah, tell my fantasy team about it, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and so the goaltending, goals against, penalty kill. It's all there. Those are all have not the last three months have not been good for Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, uh Bennington, uh, 24, 5 and 1, 183 GAA, which is second in NHL, 930 save percentage, which is sixth. So I think the Blues have, I mean, on paper, I mean, all this can change. You never know, uh, in a, in a, in a short seven game series, but uh, on paper, last three months, Blues, quite frankly, are dominant as far as uh, goals against. Penalty kill. Uh, defensively, they're dominant. Uh, keeping the yeah, puck out of the I mean, they're, they're dominant. 
I mean, there's a reason, everybody. And by the way, Bill, I think earlier uh, the sixth defenseman for the Jets. Were you thinking of Ben Chariot? Yes. Ah. Okay. Who um, scored? Yeah, there a, you go. Scored a huge goal in one of the early games against them this, uh, between the Blues and Jets this year. It was a Jake Allen goal shot from the <laughs> yeah, point it was. that had no business going in that went in. Yep, they were all Jake I Allen goals, weren't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were oh well, technically yes, yes. <laughs> um no I, and uh i do think that uh you know you you put all this in a vacuum and you know you you don't know what's what's going to come out here tomorrow night and then friday night um we we always say you know playoffs are, are different than the regular season i mean you look at the uh the we, i mean shit you want to talk about the cardinals we said we mentioned pretty much every show lately that the 06 team the 11 team you know, at certain points that season, you were like, oh, they're going to finish last in the Central. They're not even going to challenge for a playoff spot. And then they just turned it on. I mean, it's the same way. You get you get hot at the right time, and you find the right matchups, and it's going to work for you. And again, we haven't seen these two teams play since the Blues figured it out, since they've got Jordan Bennington and net, since the line started scoring, since Tarasenko <clears throat> and Bo Meester started playing like NHL players. I mean, it's... We haven't seen that yet. So I think I'm positive going into this, especially looking at those numbers that, that Kurt just rattled off. But at the same time, Winnipeg's a, a hell of an experienced team. They could come out with a lot of fire tomorrow night in front of their home fans, which, let's face it, playing in Winnipeg is not an easy chore. Uh, they'll surely have the whiteout going. So that'll be... Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a, they say it's one of the, the, the loudest building in the NHL to play in. If not the one of the others, sixteen and change for capacity there. It's smallest building in the yeah. league, but but they say it's loudest, passionate. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll never, never question a Winnipeg's fans' passion, but yeah, it's, right. It's small market. It was and it's and and Tim Shevelday-off and Paul Maurice have done an incredible job over the last couple of years. I mean. Credit to Shovel Day off for sticking with Maurice. I mean, last year they, you know, they did so well getting to the, uh, and they got to the conference finals, right? To against the Jets or who was that? Who was who did? Or uh, against the uh, the Knights last year? Who was it? The Knights and Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they had an incredible season last mm-hmm. year. This year has been different. Right. And yeah, they were they were a team where we all said, I and mean, people were saying, you know, okay. This team's great on paper. Why are they not figuring out? Why have they not fired Paul Maurice yet? And like you said, and, and there was a long period there where people were bitching about Kevin Chevaldeoff because he hadn't made a roster trade in his entire time as GM. Every trade he made was for draft picks, and he had not landed a roster player until I think two years ago. And, and so people were saying, you know, these guys obviously aren't getting it done. Right. Well, look then, at the last two years. I right. mean, they they've just be patient. And like you said, man, I mean that's. That's what that's what it's about. You know, if you can sit and be patient and wait for your team to progress the way they did, I mean, that's mm. impressive stuff because I think most owners would not have waited out that long. Right. Get beyond your um you know, who was who was the goalie there for, for so long? Um uh God. The the Czech goalie gave the uh, the Steen goal from or, oh Andre the Jackman Pavlik. yeah and Andre Pavlik, Pavlik gave up the uh, the goal from Jackman from center yeah ends. that was great uh, God yeah <laughs> they they waited that out they got Hellebuck who is uh, you know he he is a quality NHL goalie uh, 
Yeah, the season this year, not not as good as last year, but man, they they have been, they've they have they've earned the right to be one of the top three teams in in the central without oh, yeah. without any debate. We've got some uh, conversation in the YouTube chat uh, talking about the uh, Bowmeister uh, extension, which we can talk about here in a second. Um, also, uh, Ty Huck said, like I said before, I'd rather have the whiteout than get pelted with dead catfish. Uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I, I want Dallas to do some damage against Nashville. I would, I, I think, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Dallas. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I, I think Bishop could be the guy in that series. Well, is he healthy? He yeah. Was, he was concussed late in the season. Yeah. You know, well, they, if they have to go with Kudobin, I don't know. Had, did he, has he played? I, I thought Kudobin okay, uh, okay. played the last I few games. I thought he played. Okay. 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 Um, I keep saying Kudobin. It's Hudobin. Hudobin. Uh, uh, Josh. I want Kudoba. Josh Webster said, uh, what, <laughs> what line? Kudoba. I love Kudoba. Uh, I prefer Chipotle, but, uh, that's me. Nothing local. You, you would. <laughs> uh, what line, uh, Josh Weber, Webster said, uh, what line do you guys see being the next CPR line? Maroon and Thomas? Uh, I don't think there is going to be a next CPR line. The, the game's changing. And uh, I think it just took Doug Armstrong a little longer to adapt. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about how last year, I think the plan was to have to roll four lines that could really produce some offense. But because of injuries, they had to bring back up Shaw and they had to, um, you know, uh, dress different guys that, you know, Thorburn, Brodziak, uh, just because of all the injuries they had. But uh, I think you're seeing it now. I mean, yeah, you want you want some guys like Maroon to go out and crash and bang and make defensemen think twice of carrying the puck up. Um, but uh, at the same time, you just want four lines that can hem other teams in the zone. And actually, I mean, yeah, CPR line was great at that, but something that's beautiful about this fourth line now is not only are they going to hem the defenseman in the zone, they have a chance to score every time they're out there because they're all skill guys. Yeah. For as, as, as much as Patrick Maroon was maligned by us and a lot of the fan base this year, he had a great stretch run. Mm -hmm. He starting to put up points. Looked like he finally figured out how to play in the blue system. Playing better. Playing uh, better. Was tougher on the puck uh, uh, down low behind the end, red line. A couple of them wraparounds went in for him. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Um, let's see. Uh, Douglas uh, Johannes says, uh, since January 1st, we beat every playoff team except for the Islanders, Sharks, and the uh, Hurricanes. Didn't play Calgary and Winnipeg, none of which I am concerned with because I doubt we would see them short of Winnipeg, of course. Uh, Doug is also the one that predicted we would finish first, which he almost got it. He, he almost yeah, he came so for close. For two hours he had it. <laughs> yeah, he almost had it. Uh, do you think uh, Sammy Blay gets in if he gets healthy? I'll tell you, I... Uh, well, as a, as opposed to uh, Sanford. Sanford, yeah, right. I in this series, you you need heavy bodies who can play. I would prefer uh, Blay or McEachern over Sanford. I think I yeah. prefer Blay and McEachern over Sanford anyway, just mm -hmm. because I just yeah. don't think Sanford's 
done. And he just, hey, I, I, I hate to keep ragging on the guy, but I just, I mean, he aside from the goal off of his face, I mean, he had a couple of assists, but uh, I just don't. He just, he's a just, a, he's a disappointment out there to me. He doesn't do it for you. He doesn't do it well, for me. He's a disappointment. He, he can never. He, he's, he's not a. He doesn't finish. He loses the handle. He uh, falls down. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, he falls down as much as Oshi did. You just uh, described fin- Jaden Schwartz. But Oshi finished. Finished. Um, Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, Schwartz too, man. It'd be nice if Schwartz could. Uh, yeah. Get, start get on a roll. And I don't know if you guys caught the uh, the athletics breakdown. Dom Lecision, um did the uh, did all the breakdowns, and he said that he thinks Jaden Schwartz could be the X factor if his puck luck comes back, you know, if, if his historical shooting percentage returns, he could be the guy that, that adds the, you know, the, the Delta of goals that's been missing. I know, I know you're just kind of, I know you're just kind of quoting Dom there, but I, for me, and I know you guys probably agree. It's not a matter of puck luck. I just don't see the same player I saw last year and the year before. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's something in his head. I thought just, he's not the same guy. I mm. thought early in the season, I thought it was puck luck that it was just missing because I thought he had a number of really good scoring chances, good opportunities. And it seemed like it was just, man, he can't buy a goal. It's bad luck. But I agree with you, Jeff. I think the second half of this season, wherever it's been, he just hasn't been generating those quality chances. He hasn't been getting those chances and he hasn't been like, it's almost like he is invisible and he's, he's a disappointment out there. Uh, before in the season, I thought, oh, it'll come around. He's getting the chance. He's getting the shots. Now it's not happening. Even like we t- we commented on his shot that he had a, a great chance in alone, and the wrist shot just looked weak. You know, it's almost like he's like I was gonna say it was almost like he's got a hurt wrist or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, but you think if he did, he would have been resting the past couple of games, like uh, they rested you know, Preco and and uh, whatnot. So I I don't know. I I it'd be great if he could if he could put if he could net a few in the first round and kind of get get going, but. I have no confidence in that. I don't. No. Especially against I, I've got. It's good. I, I, I was going to say, I, I've got an idea for uh, Mr. Douglas Johannes here, who uh, is always active in our YouTube chat. Uh, he is quite the hot take machine. He says, uh, Schwartz was saving it for the second season. He's going to be MVP of the first round. My idea for you, Douglas, because, man, you are, you are just you are hot take after hot take. You said you have a Twitter account. Use it and just <laughs> post blues hot takes, and ta- and tag LGB Radio and everyone. There you go, <laughs> boom. Uh, and and you know, but kind of getting a little bit back uh, backtracking a little bit. You guys are talking about Sanford again. I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm fine with him playing right now, just because for whatever reason it's working. Don't change what isn't working. So, but yeah, if they lose game one or if they play poorly and and squeak by with a win. Maybe I look into making a change, but right now it's working. So keep rolling it. Uh, the uh, Bowmeister contract, which we haven't talked mm-hmm. about yet. Well, before we get away from the matchup mm-hmm. uh, predictions, I think we I think we owe we owe the people predictions. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I assume you have one. No, Blues and six. Okay, that's what I have too. I think it's gonna be I have a, blues. I, go ahead, Jeff. I was gonna say I got blues in seven. Yeah. See, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna I, I have blues in six, even though 
to be honest, all the all the uh, refined matchup numbers that we have scream to me blues in five. Yeah, I I I think. I, I was I was hesitant to say six because I was really leaning towards five, and I don't think that's a homer pick at all. I just the way the teams are trending, unless because I mean obviously you never know teams can flip the proverbial proverbial switch. Okay, for mm-hmm. their they, that can happen. You see teams do it sometimes, but um, for the Blues not to win in five, I think Winnipeg has to flip a switch. I think that I think to force it to six or seven games, they have to flip a switch and play a lot better than Patrick they have Patrick Line has to stop playing Fortnite altogether. Patrick Line has to stop I, playing Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> I I think the Blues right now are going in with the momentum and Winnipeg is not, but obviously that can change with one shot. Mm-hmm. If if Winnipeg comes out and just scores early, scores often, has a good game one, then I mean, this game could be over in four games. I mean, it's that's if Winnipeg can turn it on, they can beat anybody. But honestly, I can say the same thing about the Blues. They come out, have a strong game one, they could sweep the series too. I I really think it's going to go either way. It's just going to depend on which teams we see. Do we see the the Blues of the last uh, you know the last couple months? Do we see somewhere in between the Blues from the last couple of months and early in the season? And which Jets team do we see? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I think you're going to tell a lot of how the series is going to go by how game one, even just the first period, goes. Did, did Line uh, start playing Fortnite? Um, was it after uh, his five-goal game against us? Because since his five-goal outburst against us... He's had 11 goals. He has 11 goals. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, it's his uh, Fortnite career is well documented, <laughs> uh, apparently, on the internet. Um, uh, when I think Vancouver banned it uh, before, like during preseason, they banned it in the clubhouse, and he made a comment about it that got a ton of media play. Um, but yeah, there's there's a there's a great conspiracy ve- theory video about Lyde and Fortnite on YouTube. Um, Google it, check it out. I I find it hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jacob Pitt says, "Who scares you the most on the Jets?" Blake well, Miller. let's let's run through Miller. some of their responses first. We've got uh, Douglas Johannes says Bufflin. Zach M says Wheeler. Uh, Jacob Pitt says he's worried about Kyle Connor. Uh, Bob Rakowski says Buffugly. I'm guessing he means Bufflin. Um, so yeah, what about you guys? What do you say? Wheeler. I mean, he's a top point getter. So yeah. I mean, it's I mean that's that's kind of and a, he kills us every time. Yeah. So does Bufflin though. Yeah. Bufflin. I mean, it's just a big body. I mean, he just he. No, we don't have an answer. I mean, Maroon, Maroon can't handle Bufflin either. Nobody can handle Bufflin if he wants to fight somebody or wants to you know, body to body. I remember, remember when Reeves tried to tried to like go shoulder to shoulder on a hit with him. Mm. It knocked Reeves on his ass. Yeah. So he's he's six two two fifty three. He's big. He's, he's a big a guy. Hey, he he had in a skirmish one time. He had one player in each hand. Right. I mean, yeah. just this that, like ragdolls. That was the the that was in the uh, NHL Network Western Conference playoff preview. Was it highlight package? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, they. I mean, they call him Jumbo Jet for a reason. Yeah, friend of mine uh, who uh, is from uh, Duluth played against him in high school, and he said I know he, him. Yeah, he. Yes, you've met him. <laughs> he got. He said Bufflin ran him in a high school game, and he didn't see straight for a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so my answer, I mean, yes, obviously, Bufflin, Wheeler, Connor, who's had a hell of a season. Um, the guy who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league, you just don't hear about him because of the people around him, Mark Shifley. I love that dude's game. He's yeah. big. He can move the puck. I mean, he can put the puck on the string. He is sneaky good. That's the guy that I'm worried is going to, I mean, you get him jump starting the offense, they're going to be firing on all cylinders. 38 goals. He leads their leads their team in goals. They have uh, one, two, three 30 goal scorers and five players over 20. Yeah. it's They're, they're very deep. Their their depth is insane. But the thing is, their depth is insane, but I mean, their defense isn't good. Their defense is good, and those guys aren't doing what they did earlier in the right. season. Right. So, like I said, the Blues since January fourth are just as good offensively. Exact number of goals scored. <laughs> so uh, now games played might be a, a few different, but uh, still, uh, give or take. Yeah. <clears throat> Going back to Shifley, the uh, the turning point in the game uh, Saturday night, uh, where the Jets took over the game. Uh, against the Coyotes, Shifley took a pass from behind the net and just absolute snipe, perfect shot under the like into the, the upper ninety. No goalie in the league was going to stop that shot. It's just on his tape, off it, and if he does that in this series, the Blues are in a lot of trouble. I, I had a friend compare him to Pierre Turgeon because you think back to the Blues years uh, when they were in their their heyday. You know, it was Scott Young was getting a lot of credit. Uh, Keith Kachuk, Pavel Dimitra, you know, whoever was on his teams, Brett Hall, obviously. Um, and and a lot of people kind of forgot about Pierre Turgeon and how he gets going. Anyone on his line is going to score a goal because he's a hell of a passer, a hell of a playmaker, and he could finish himself. And and that's kind of what I see in, in Mark Shifley. I see that. I mean, Shifley plays a different game, but man, he is a guy that, he gets jump started. Look out. I mean, that guy can, he can wire it to the top shelf. He can pinpoint a, a thin pass across two defenders. He can do it all. He's a hell of a hockey player. Um, uh, other, other matchups. Uh, we going to, you guys want to like pick the other uh, matchups? Sure. Your winners. It's always fun. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, we, again, we have a bracket. We have a, you can join our bracket at thenhl.com. Just go to Twitter and look for our our uh, link that we tweeted out at LGB Radio to join the uh, Let's Go Blues Radio. It's on uh, the Facebook page as well. It is on the Facebook page as well. Let's Go Blues Radio uh, NHL.com tournament bracket challenge. And hey, if you're interested in winning, look at the shirt Mr. Kurt Price is wearing and look at the shirt Mr. Jeff Ponder is wearing. You could win one of these. But not the shirt that Mr. Bill Day is wearing. You could win the shirt off Bill Day's back. <laughs> no, you could. <laughs> uh, Bill's is a nice uh, Versace uh, <laughs> button-up shirt. Just Banana Republic. <laughs> <laughs> is that all? That's all. all right. uh, okay, so uh, what do we got here? Uh, Western Conference, uh, Calgary and Colorado. Flames lead the series this season, 3-0. Yeah, Calgary. 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 How many games? Uh, five. Jeff, what do you got? Calgary in five. I got Calgary in four. I'm picking them for a sweep. Hmm. 
Uh, I you know it's I never pick any, sweeps. Yeah, if there's any I, sweep to be had, that's probably the one. I I, I I don't like picking sweeps, and I don't like I I don't like picking games to uh, series to go six games because that's like that's like oh six games. That's the like the default pick. But I'm like you know what? No, it's I, there's rationale behind it. I mean, we're gonna be home for game I, six, so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just too nervous to to pick up <laughs> a, a sweep for any series. Um, yeah. but I will say. We may be, I mean, I know you guys agree with me on this. We may be saying Calgary in four, Calgary in five, Calgary in six, whatever. Um, Calgary is a team that's ripe for the pickings. Mm-hmm. I think they get past Colorado, but I think they're slayed in the second round. You've, yeah. been, you've been saying that about them for a while. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm I am, not a believer. I'm not a believer in their goaltending. Yeah, I, me I, either. You know, if there's a goalie going into the playoffs who I would be worried about, it would be Riddick. Uh, San Jose and Vegas, uh, the regular season series. They don't. Have, uh, let's see, San Jose, Vegas. The one, one, Vegas one. They two one. So they split the series. Yeah, they split the series. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, all the other series they have the uh, who won, but they didn't do it for this one. Anyway, uh, San Jose and Vegas. I have, I'm going Vegas in five in this. I I really don't like Marty Jones. I think Ooh. most of my picks are going to be based on goaltending here. Um, I don't like Marty Jones. I, I it is the most important position <laughs> on the ice. Straight it is. <laughs> you don't say, Kurt. Oh, yeah, and that's coming from a forward. So I mean, if if <laughs> if Flurry is healthy and it's Flurry versus Jones, uh, I've got to go with Vegas. I think a lot of our picks are going to be like barring major injury. Right. Right. I mean, that's right. the way you you can't. I mean, injuries are going to happen. We all know it. Hopefully, it's not two key guys, and hopefully, those that do get hurt, guys can step in and, and fill in the gap until they get back. That's the way. It's, it's it, role players. That's that's what the playoffs are all about. Right. I I think I I think we're obligated before the show is out to remind people of the things they forget about going into the playoffs. Injuries. The whistles have been put away, <laughs> and one bad play can turn a series. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one bad goal can mm-hmm. turn a series, which is looking why, at you, Jake which Allen. Is, which is why I'm glad we we have the goalie net that we do because there's a lesser chance of that happening. Uh, Ty Huck said in the YouTube chat, uh, "Here's an interesting interesting question: Do you guys see many overtimes in the Jets and Blues series?" Um. Oh, that's a tough question. I'd say, say I've I've got in the in the series I got Blues and Six. I think two games go to overtime. The more the better. I love overtimes. Yeah. yeah. Although although if it's a long series, I don't want it to have a lot of overtimes. I'd rather not. Right. Have the Blues get like worn out, worn in the out first round. in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Well, the safe bet's always to do what Bill does. So I'll say two games in overtime. <laughs> I'll say I'll say one, and it goes double overtime. Mm. Um, so I I have Vegas in six. I have San Jose in six. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you Jones know, it's lover? not even. It's not a knock on Vegas. It's just I'm more of a believer in San Jose. I think this is the last ride for a couple other guys to really have a chance here, and I mm. think they're really going to be giving Vegas their all. If it's a last ride for anybody in in San Jose, it's Thornton though, because yeah. Marlowe already left, and Pavelski's yeah, Pavelski's going to stick around a few more years. 
I don't have their I don't have the Sharks record in front of me lately, but mm-hmm. didn't they like struggle down the stretch? Didn't they have a lot of issues? I think so. I yeah. thought they did. Okay. Yeah. I, I just remember them always losing. To, you'd have to stay up late, late and watch that <laughs> shit. And, I didn't. I didn't like total it up, but I just. Yeah. I just. You know. I just. I mean, they. They have not been playing well. But I can know, look it up right now. If if they can overcome, or if they get competent goaltending, I mean, their roster is fucking stacked. The two best offensive defensemen in the league, and Burns and Carlson, yeah. when they're right, they're three, six, and one in the last ten. So and then and I think pretty much that struggle their struggles go back far, a lot farther than that like last probably last twenty games, but we'll see. Uh, next matchup, uh, a fun one: Nashville and Dallas. Mm. I've got Nashville in six. Jeff, I've got you? Nashville in five. I have Nashville in seven. Hmm. Uh, although I'd love to see Dallas win that series. Yeah. I th- well, should, you know what? Should we be should we be keeping track of this so we can all like I'm reading I'm reading off my bracket. One. This is my bracket, so you can see it. Okay, to... Kurt yeah, did hit the record button, so yeah, it's it documented. Is, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, shit, are we? It is on oh shit, are we live? We're live. Um, oh even, shit. Even I mean, I I I don't know. I'm I'm torn with this. I I really do want to see. I do really do want the Blues to match up against Nashville in the second round. Have that second round matchup against those two. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But part of me wants Dallas to go so I can just. Fuck, we can fucking kick their ass. I hate Dallas so much, yeah, that, almost as much as Nashville. One of the most edifying things I can remember was in uh, 2016 beating Dallas. That, God, that that yes, I I was I was should have been so, six games. Right, should have been six. The yeah, uh, I have vivid memories of those games, and it, it was so like I said, so edifying to beat those fuckers. Fuck you, Jamie Ben. <laughs> um. Yeah. Did we? Did you? Did you say yours, Jeff? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I said uh, Nashville in five. That's right. That's right. Um. And uh, yeah. So I've got uh, Blues in six over Winnipeg. Blues mm-hmm. in seven, and you got Blues in six, right, Bill? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Eastern Conference. We got Tampa Bay and Columbus. Only sweep I predicted. Tampa uh, Bay. Oof. Columbus gets two goals the entire series. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna put a note on my sheet. Yeah. For that. <laughs> Good lord. Uh Jeff, what do you got? I got Tampa and six. I think uh I think Columbus has a a good opportunity to win a couple games early, but I think Tampa's just going to bury them. You know what sucks about this for Columbus um, and Bobrovsky is that Bobrovsky's playoff numbers, they're well-documented. They're not very good. But to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> his matchups in the playoffs have been against pretty high-powered offenses too. So in the past, and now he goes up against Tampa Bay. The Best offense of the last right. ten years. So if he has a poor series with a you know a two point nine or a three GAA or whatever, you know it's gonna a three plus. I mean he's gonna be oh he can't play in the playoffs. He's fucking playing Tampa Bay though. I mean can you? I mean can you really? Are you really gonna pin a bad series on him? Florida's if, still getting a ridiculous buddy of the off season. Yeah, they're gonna yeah that's yeah. that's yeah which yeah we didn't talk about Quinville. Um. Yeah, so uh, I have them in uh, five over Columbus, which, and I, I really, I, 
I, I love upsets like anybody. I'd be it'd be fantastic if they'd beat them. But I also kind of relishing the fact that uh, you know that Columbus went for it, and now they got to play Tampa Bay, and they're probably going to lose. Yeah, and their team's going to be a lot different next year. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. I know you love the drama, of that, I, but man, I I want to see Yarmo succeed. I love stirring the pot, and I love just like just crashing and burning as long as it doesn't affect me negatively. Yeah, I, you know, uh, as a Canadians fan as well, I was hoping Montreal could find a way I was to too. sneak in. I was too. And see Drew Ann light up his old team mm. and, and win a couple of those games. But uh, real quick on the Canadians, disappointing end of the season, but did you guys catch that last game against Toronto, Bob Cole's last game? I did not. Uh, I, I, was, I heard some of the clips. It was great. And so Montreal got Ryan Paling. Uh, from St. Cloud State into the lineup Saturday night hockey night in Canada last game of the year Canadians have already been eliminated first fucking game for the Canadians hat trick in regulation overtime shootout winner fucking incredible where why couldn't they get him in the lineup (laughs) getting you know in in the last week ah, beautiful but uh, poor, poor one out for the Habs uh uh, we got a we got a YouTube comment here. I'm guessing somebody who just came in. Crave Walrus is his name. Yeah, so the Blues going to beat the Jets. Uh, guessing, like I said, you're coming a little late here. Uh, <laughs> Bill and Kurt have them have the Blues in six. I have the Blues in seven. And, not, I, and let's and, go Blues Radio for nothing. And and I'm rounding up because I was like at five point six, five point five. I thought I I really think the Blues could win in five. Uh, but I'm chickening out and going six. Yeah. I, my instinct was five, but I'll say six. Um, how's that for a political answer? Somewhat. I love it. Uh, Boston and, uh, and Toronto. I'm going to love watching this series. Oh, God. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> this is going to be great. I, I have Toronto finally overcoming Boston after two tries. Two previous tries, losing the way they did the the first time around, like it still hurts to think about. But I I think Toronto does it this year. I'm going Boston in six. I've uh, I've got Boston in seven. I think I have Toronto in six. Okay, uh, this is that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, if it goes that's, to, that's, if it goes to seven the games, series. there's no way the the pressure doesn't get to Toronto. <laughs> Oh man, it's just it's so just so poetic too that you know those fans they they all we're in the playoffs we got Tavares oh we're playing the Bruins the team that knocks us out every damn year yep love it uh, Josh Webster in the YouTube chat says first time St Louis has a sports playoff team in two years yeah kind of gonna be it's fun true. you it's don't think about that it's like yeah, yeah. that's right yeah oh, we had the Rams last year right yeah that's that's a thing uh, mm, I'm no. kidding terrible joke. Punch Good. me in the face next time you see me. We don't Douche. want them. We don't want them. Uh, the uh, Capitals and the Hurricanes. Um, I'm going Caps in five. I yeah, want I Caps I, in five. I want the Hurricanes to win one home game just to see if they do it. They this, won't. This They've already said they won't. They're not. Yeah. I, I I don't believe them. <laughs> I, I want them to win one game. I bet and, you if they win the series on home ice, they do. Yeah. Oh, man. They can't They can't do it after saying they're not going to do it, right? 
Mm. No, I don't think they would. I, I have come a, on. They're a bunch of jerks. But, <laughs> bunch of That's jerks. true. Yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be a good response. Hey, uh, what was the? What prompted you after the game? After they do the whatever the skit on the ice? What prompted you to do it after you said you weren't going to? We're a bunch of jerks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I have uh, Washington in six, and so uh, the Islanders and the uh, Penguins, two versus three. Who you got, Bill? Um, for uh, for my buddy Glenn from Long Island, Long Island, Long Island, Long Island. Uh, I've I've got to go with the Islanders here. Um, I mean, I, I think the last it's been a since '92, last time these guys matched up in the playoffs in the first round, and uh, it was a big upset. Or nine, no, it was '93. Um, big upset by the Isles. Um, and I don't know. I just I I am not uh, not a fan of how the penguins have, have been this year. And I, I think there's something going with Trotsy on the aisle. I, I, I'm going to go aisles in seven. Why don't I like trots? I don't like Barry trots. I, I love him. Everyone I, likes the guy. I, I don't. Wanted, I wanted him here. Uh, yeah. I like him too. I, yeah. Everyone does. I don't, I don't, I, I, and I don't know why it's because he looks like a bulldog. No, he looks like the mushroom guy on uh, Super Mario Brothers. Doesn't he? With a shaved face, he looks just like four other coaches of the NHL: Bruce Boudreau, Randy yeah. Carlisle. Yeah, <laughs> they all look the same. Uh, I uh, this series, I got Pittsburgh. Uh, I got them in five. I wow. I, and by the wow. way, uh, Bill uh, Glenn A. Richter, is that who you're talking about? No, no. He's oh. I, he's he's a longtime Let's Go Blues dot com forum poster. He is Islanders fan, Blues fan. No, this is a buddy of mine from work. Uh, lives across town here in Troy, and uh, grew up on the Isle. And a uh, huge fan. We had a had a long chat about it today, and uh, I promised him. <laughs> I promised him my loyalty. And that's that's huge to to people from the island. Just ask. Yeah, I, Donald Trump. You're not an Islander unless you're born on the island. I uh, I did I, like I said I picked the Penguins, but I'm rooting Islanders all the way for not just for your friend Glenn. You've got me on board, but um, <laughs> our friend of the show uh, Dominic from um, Lighthouse Hockey, yeah, who was on uh, earlier this year. He's a St. Louisan, uh, grew up a huge Islanders fan as well. So well, uh, I'm rooting Islanders. Trust me. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not pussing out. I'm. I'm taking the Islanders. So I'm. Just, if if you're rooting for the Islanders and you want them to win, fucking take them. <laughs> no, because I want to win the bracket. I want to win a T-shirt. All right, uh, I'm. I've got the Islanders in seven. You have to buy the T-shirt for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want to buy it for myself, not anybody else. See, if you win, you get to pick the winner. Who, who you give it to? That's actually probably what I will do. I pick Bill Day. Oh, so we are in Bill Day all day. Hey, Bill Day that, all day. That, that's my softball nickname. <laughs> all day, all day, Bill Day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Good stuff. I'm um, uh, I'm I'm looking. I'm like I'm after not being in the playoffs last year and the disappointment of the uh, last game of the regular season last season. I am looking forward to this uh, extra mucho much. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I was I was at work after seven o'clock tonight. There's no fucking way in hell that's gonna happen tomorrow. <laughs> I am gonna be on my couch, surrounded by dogs, beer in hand. Watching this fucking game, it's it's gonna oh, be I, a beauty. I, Saturday be a was Saturday was one honestly one of the better days of my life because I 
I know I told you guys I, I don't have the brackets for them yet, but I was able to go out and get my set of checker dome seats, which I'm very happy to have now. Um, so that was cool. Did that in the afternoon. Came home, literally watched hockey all day and all night. <laughs> Three o'clock, Blues game. I think it was seven o'clock. The other game started. Then there was <laughs> another one at nine and nine thirty. All with playoff implications. I love days like that, and I think tomorrow night's going to be another one of those. I uh, the Winnipeg nicknames. We talked about that uh, earlier today, <laughs> but which we yeah. found out that the uh, Winnipeg is also nicknamed the Gateway to the West. Has this been talked about at all, or did you see this somewhere? I don't. Outside, I don't think so. No, because you found it in that article today. No. Yeah, I get this. This is uh, we. Yeah, Winnipeg is known as the Gateway to the West in Canada. So, so where's your fucking arch? Yeah, what no I shit. Know. Yeah, how? Where, where's the fucking gate? Ours is the arch. <laughs> so yeah. this, so this series, can we dub it the uh, the Battle of the Gateway to the West? The, the That's terrible. Ba- uh, Battle of the Gateways. <laughs> it's clunky. Yeah, battle of the gateways. The gate, the gateway, the gateway grind, the, the gateway grind. The gateway battle. That sounds, like, gateway... A, that sounds like a nightclub. <laughs> right. <laughs> gateway grind. <laughs> uh, I'm on that app. The gateway grudge match. There we go. Coin it. No, that that was something because you you sent us that article that mentioned that, and I said, oh, that's fucked up. Never seen that before. Went on the Wikipedia page. Sure enough, under nicknames, there's gateway to the west. Never seen that before. Nope. Gateway to Western Canada is what I'm thinking because there's only one road in Canada, right? Yeah, it goes, so, yeah it's like Hawaii. It's like it's, it's like Hawaii. Yeah. It just goes around. Uh, yep. It's snakes. Right. It's like like those arcs. It just snakes around. It's like a frontage road. They're everywhere. <laughs> Although the only road in Canada. Uh, the only other names that the Winnipeg has, which we researched and found out, and this is uh, some of these are humorous. Uh, the Chicago of the North. <laughs> I was like, "What? That's yeah. that's how funny. Is, how is that possible? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Winnipeg's not a huge city. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Negative peg. <laughs> like that. Uh, negative Burton Cummings. Labeled by Burton Cummings after he was assaulted at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Uh, the peg. Uh, right. I've I've heard hey, the hey, peg I, more than I mean, any of the others. We got we got Bob Rakowski with a good comment here. He says the gateway grind is something requested in Centerville. <laughs> Right, I said it was a nightclub. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, it's like the it's like the it's like the uh what the Cleveland steamer and the the gateway grind. <laughs> the gateway grind, that's uh ninety dollars uh for for a song. Ninety bucks. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey man, that, you're that getting better, some good money worth that, there. That better come with a happy ending. You got a VIP <laughs> card to that club, right? So, so there's the peg. Uh the Slurpee Capital of the World. It's my favorite. <laughs> that is, Thank you. Come again. <laughs> uh, Doug Johannes says uh, Lucy Peg, which I, I like that one. There's also Winter Peg, which is kind of kind of catchy. Uh, uh, for those that haven't seen it, there's also a great Simpsons meme going around right now. Have uh, you guys seen I've, this? I, well, I've posted it before. I think uh, uh, last season yeah, or something. It's, it's just a sign, and it's from one of the episodes where they go to Canada, and it just says, uh, "Welcome to Winnipeg." We were born here. What's what? your excuse? Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> pretty, yeah, one of, pretty, one of my favorite good. Simpsons episodes is uh, Bart gets his driver's license, and they go to Knoxville, Tennessee, to the site of the World 1982 World's Fair, which 
1982 World's Fair. I went there in 1982 to the World's Fair. They had this giant golden globe, and it, in the Simpsons episode, it was the globe of wigs. It, it <laughs> was awesome. That. Yeah, I've seen that. Right, and, and so there's a, a cut scene where you know a family's driving along, and uh, Bart and uh, his crew are driving next to him, and forget the bully's name reaches over and slaps the guy in the back of the head. He threatens his kids. If you don't stop this right now, we're going to turn this car around and go back to Winnipeg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do remember that one. That may be the episode we're talking about. It's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Uh, Another nickname is uh, Winterpeg, which is funny because due to Winnipeg's very cold and uh, very long and cold winters. And they were talking on the the Winnipeg uh, sports talk today. That uh, apparently there's a huge uh, blizzard coming through. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're going to miss Winnipeg. It's going to miss Winnipeg. They said. Yeah. But it's going to dump like like they said it's going to dump like sixty centimeters. I'm like, how much is that? How much fucking snow is that? I have no inches. idea. 30, <laughs> Three inches. Yeah. No, thirty inches. <laughs> thirty inches. Supposedly on uh, on Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I I they said like North Dakota too. That, yeah. Yeah. So that's thirty fucking inches. It's um, fucking mid April. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently it's going to miss Winnipeg. So. That's a good thing. Kurt knows all about 30 inches. And they don't have an airport. Winnipeg does not have an airport. Apparently. How are the Blues getting there? I don't know. They fly into Thunder Bay. It's a different different airport and they drive. Uh Uh, And uh, also the last one we have here is the Wholesale City. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, It's the, 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 the half the city is a shopping mall. That's Toronto. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, that, Good Lord. That, that really is true. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Toronto. Yeah, I mean all the underground shopping there is crazy. Yeah, I love Toronto. Great oh, city. I went to, I went skiing outside Toronto. It's fun. Do you mean uh you mean skiing? No, I mean uh skiing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> podcast the podcast listeners right are going, what the hell? <laughs> These visual cues are stimulating. You should uh, check out the YouTube. <laughs> show on youtube yeah we do have a youtube show for you uh, podcast listeners so you can We're also watch. on spotify also on spotify yeah <laughs> <laughs> new and improved design new, new and improved taste same great taste new packaging which is actually rather Arm flailing inflatable tube man <laughs> <laughs> that we need to make an ad, our next ad is gonna be like uh for uh to to and to uh announce the fact they're on spotify it's, you know, same great taste, new packaging. I'll get right on that. Do that. Bobakowski, just don't have an airport. Yep. That is true. And apparently, uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, when he drove his car to games, he would leave his car running during the game because if he shut it down, he would not be able to start it back up because it's so cold there. Yes. Can you imagine leaving your car running for an entire hockey game? Yeah, the pollution up there is gonna be terrible. <laughs> yeah, just... you can't ride your bike anywhere. That don't work. You can't walk anywhere. It's you got fucking sixty centimeters of snow on the ground. I felt so stupid too because when they said sixty centimeters, I don't know how fucking much that snow. I don't know. Oh, dude, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, we're, we're two countries in the world. We're the only civilized country in the world that has uh, us and bfe yeah uh, we have uh we use the imperial right <laughs> the english system english yeah yeah we we don't use the metrics 
<sighs> I wish it, you know, which is so much more logical. Oh than my god! Use. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, we're smarter. Math wise, and yeah, we're smarter. Yeah, no. we can't change. I wonder why. I can feel the the hate messages on YouTube piling up now. It's gotta be political. <clears throat> How dare you? It's America. <laughs> we ain't changing for shit. Uh, they should change for us. Yeah, it's better. The metric system is better. We just people just don't know it. Oh, I did not see Laterra in Toronto while skiing. <laughs> Josh Webster <laughs> asked in the YouTube chat. That's pretty good. Uh, Ty's Hawk. It, it really is dumb how they are the Jets and they don't have an airport. <laughs> yeah. How many Jets do you have in Winnipeg, huh? No airport. I bet you, you got none. Not a single jet. I don't know. I, isn't, uh, so isn't there a connection before... to the RCAF, though? Like there's a giant Air Force base in Winnipeg. They oh, have so a commercial airport, but oh, no commercial airport. Right, no commercial airport, but the, you would think with the yeah. way that uh, you know Canada hockey crazy Canada is, they the, would open up the military institution right. for the Royal Canadian Mounted Air Force. <laughs> it's <laughs> the Royal Canadian Mounted Air Force. Yeah, bunch of horses on planes, or planes on horses, or planes on horses. That's funnier. That's that's better. It's it's actually just bounties riding Canadian geese. <laughs> <laughs> Canada geese. It's Canada. You you don't say Canadian. Geese. It's, it's Canada it's, geese. It's Canadia. Yeah, it's Canadia. Canadia. And let and let's and let's all be honest. Canada is America's hat mm-hmm. for this series. They are America's hat. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because it, we we mentioned Simpsons earlier. Simpsons has two great references to both Canada and Florida. Canada, they call it America's hat. Florida, they call it America's wang, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, uh, Canada calls us their shorts. So. Oh, they're the shorts, eh? Oh, they're the shorts, eh? Well, oh, take off. After I have poutine, sometimes I go on my shorts, eh? <laughs> That's got to be racist. I, I just, with that accent, it's got to be racist. Somehow, some way, you're going to get like hate mail. I'm ready for it. Bring it on, Winnipeg. With loser peg. That's what he called them, right? Loser peggers. The, the mastigators. The mastigators. Which Tice Huck put in the YouTube chat. Um, what else you want to talk about? That we got. That's about we have it. not discussed Jay Bomeister. Jay Bomeister. Yeah, I tried yeah. to, and I was so rudely. Right. And appropriately interrupted. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise we might have been done with the show right by now. Uh, I, uh, uh, your thoughts on the Bowmeister uh, one year, 3.25 million extension. Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be all over the board here with how we uh, each feel about it. But uh, what do you I'm, guys think? I am good with it. Uh, maybe it's attrition on my part because I've, I said the guy should have been taken out and shot you know, behind the barn last year. <laughs> And he he proved us wrong. Um, he has been an integral part of the team over, you know, over the resurgence and reward him for one year. I I was amazed that Doug Armstrong knew that he could put a one on a contract in term. So I'm happy with it. Uh, that's that's good. I like that. Uh, I was not as happy with it. I mean, again, this is a discussion we've kind of had already. Just because we uh, we asked that question a couple weeks ago, um, I am not on board with a Jay Bomeister contract extension. If you want to hear my full thoughts on it, I think it was two weeks ago we discussed it. Uh, tuned into that podcast. Like I said, I'm not going to rehash 
everything I said, I just uh, we will we'll reiterate one point. Uh, you know, if you have three to four years of your contract where you were not capable of being a even a top four defenseman, I know there is injuries. I know that uh, I put a lot of blame on the coaching staff and the medical staff for letting him play while he was injured. But if you have that long of your contract where you were not living up to your salary at all, I want you gone. I don't care that your last three months were some of the best that you've had in a blues uniform. Um, I'm, I, I was ready to move on. Um, I'm not upset. I'm not going to sit here and bash Doug Armstrong. I understand why he did it. I just don't like it. Uh, if it were me, I would have, and I know that, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Mitch Ranke should be up here. I don't know. I don't see him play, but, uh, something that I've suggested is you absorb that time of Jay Bowmeister that he plays into the rest of your defensemen. So, uh, you know, you have Petrangelo Edmondson, uh, Dunn, uh, Bortuzzo, and, you know, your whole system you have now, and maybe you bring back Del Zotto for one year at, at a cheap price. You, you absorb that Bowmeister time. Everybody says, well, what are you going to do with that time that he's filling? You don't have to give it to one person. You can distribute it throughout the lineup. So that's my only thoughts on it. But again, I'm not, I understand why Armstrong did it. I'm not going to sit here and bash him for it. It's just not what I would have done. I uh, was fine with the one year. I don't like the money. Um, I I don't uh, I was I think I said that uh, I would have liked him back on the show like uh, two or three shows ago. Uh, I said oh, a couple million, around two, something like that. Um, three point two five is the new two, apparently. But uh, and I heard it was three point two five. I'm like, oh, that's more money I wanted. So of course we had some discussions on Twitter and whatnot about. You know, the vast majority of people were all like, "I love this deal," which it's so funny. I, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the in between for both your guys' uh, stance on this. Because I, I, people, I think people have short-term memory when it comes to Bowmeister that he's played well recently, and uh, they're ready to forgive and forget the past few years. Um, I. I think the one year is fine. Two million was a two million two point two five something like that. A million less than we got now would have been fine. Uh, so I'm essentially I'm upset over not upset, but I'm just like uh, griping over a million dollars, which I think I think was a little too much. So and we did a poll uh, on Twitter. Uh, had uh, what almost a couple hundred people uh, respond and vote. Sixty nine. percent We asked if it was an amazing deal, bad money, good years, bad years, good money, or hate the deal. And uh, 69% said amazing deal, love it. 23% said bad money, good years. 2% said bad years, good money, uh, which wouldn't make any sense anyway. I don't know who the 2% two, 2 were. That wouldn't, that, and 6% said hate the deal. So the vast majority, overwhelming, said that they loved the deal, which uh, I, don't, I don't get loving the deal. But again, short-term I, memory would I don't, Yeah, I don't think you gave enough options. They only give you four. Right. <laughs> so I... I I'm, yeah. No, I I am I am in the camp of uh, like the deal. Um, you know, I, I... If we had somebody who was ready to come up, I again, like to Jeff's point, I don't know 
Mitch Ranke's the guy. You know, I as a Providence guy, I, I've been hoping it's been Jake Wallman. Um, but you know, he, he there there weren't enough contributions to get the the rampage into the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, there isn't a lot of hope uh, right now for somebody to come in right away. So let Bo Meester have one more year. Uh, he's he his play has like a, he, he's been integral mm-hmm. uh, in in this team's success. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, the past yeah few months, uh, synonymous with the turnaround. I mean, it, it you know it's one 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 guy is not going to do it. You know, just, you, just your goalie alone is not going to do it. You know, it's it's shot suppression. It's uh, it's your, your goals are up. Your scored are up. Uh, you're just playing more responsibly. It's just it's all kinds of things that came and, together. And he's he, it it it's one thing if he was doing the same thing, but he looks like he's got that step back mm-hmm. that that closing the gap, um, making the the well timed step up play, uh, pinching uh, every once in a while. It looks like that part of the game that made him a better than average defenseman over his career. Uh, is back. Yep. And, I'd and say I'm with it. Bob, Bob Rakowski, our friend in the YouTube chat. I'd say I'm pretty much on board with exactly how he words it here. I'm okay with it. Not thrilled, but not hating it either. Again, it's not that I hate it. It's that uh, I just don't agree with it. So I'm kind of with Bob on that. I just, I think it's time to move on. The ship has sailed. Um, you know, his time here is over. Let's see what either some of these guys can do that you've been, building in the system or you uh like i said you let those 18 minutes a game he's playing absorb into the rest of the lineup give vince dunn some more time get bertuzzo has earned it i never thought i'd say that i think bertuzzo's played fantastic he's another guy i think that could get some more time out there and um but yeah again it's a low risk move it's one year things falter he gets injured again uh you know, uh, they, I don't believe he has a no trade clause. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, if he doesn't, that's a movable contract. If you need to make a big move at the deadline to get some offensive help, um, something like that. So I, I'm okay with it. It's just, again, not the, not the move I would have made. I think that wraps up our show. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here because we've uh, we've talked long enough, and I, let's let's play hockey. Yes, <laughs> bring on seven p.m. tomorrow. Honestly, like when we talked about doing the show tonight, my thought was, I'm excited to do the show. I'm excited to talk hockey, but man, the whole show I'm sitting there going, okay, the faster I get to bed, the sooner <laughs> Wednesday night comes. That's true. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I haven't been this excited for Blues playoff hockey in a long time. Yeah, since the last time they were in the playoffs. Well, for me, it was the Blackhawks uh, in 15, 16, 16, 16. When we finally uh, overcame them. I was not excited about that team in 17. I knew I was I, – I thought they'd get past Minnesota, but I, I was like, there's no chance they get past anyone else. Uh, I wasn't excited about that team, but 16, yes. That was probably the last time I was this excited. Uh, that'll do it for this week's show for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day I'm Kurt Price that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio Uh, until next time everyone let's go blues let's go blues Uh, one more thing 
I'm kidding. Let's go Blues. Uh, one more thing. Uh, here's something for Lance. It seems like everyone everywhere is super mad about everything all the time. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs> St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.